0: Drink it in,
1: man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions!
0: Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Kool Aid, Detroit Kool Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday. I am your host, Eric Oker, here on the Detroit Kool Aid cast, where we serve up that Honolulu blue flavored Kool Aid twice a week. Drink it in, drink it in uh... Oh, it tastes so good. And I'm back here, and I've got, I mean, he's a friend of the show. He's just a huge star on the Believe Podcasting Network. I mean, believe in betting chicago he's putting out videos doing tons of interviews i see him all over the multimedia spaces on the uh, instagram you know i i don't know that he's over all over twitter but he's just everywhere and this guy's a, a rising star one of the great friends of the show i love talking sports with him or is he the enemy <laughs> because he's actually a bears guy he's coming on the kool-aid cast once again oh man we're gonna have some fun this week uh, joey christopoulos How are you doing this week, man? Derek, my friend, we are back. We are here to drink the Kool-Aid.
1: We've been in the lab with a pen and a pad all offseason. But, man, August is right around the corner, which means football is back, baby. And the NFC North, there's a lot to talk about, man. I'm excited to be here, and thanks for having
0: me. Well, thank you for coming back. We are going to talk NFC North Roundup. I mean, the last couple times you came on, we talked fantasy football. We put Justin Fields on trial. We had fun with that. <laughs> I mean, I think we got after each other about our teams, which we like to do on multiple shows. But we thought it was time. Training camp, all the players heading to the facilities. We're going to have normal football back this year. So we thought we'd just jump into the division, talk about it, have a bunch of fun with that. But, Joey, here, here's something I got for you. Before before we get into that, like, I'm not this guy that likes to come on the pod and, like, Ask you how your job's going, how's the weather out there where you live, like, hey, what do you, is a hot dog a sandwich? You know, I don't do these type of questions here on the pod, but I've got a little oddball that I did want to throw at you today. So my first question is, were you ever a hooper in your day? Did you ever play ball? Do you got any game? Can you cross it over? Can you shoot from distance? Like, were you a basketball player as, as uh, instead of just all football and, and other sports like you are now? Oh, I'm going to tell you something
1: here, Derek, right now. Back oh in a little white suburban place called Winneka, Illinois, in middle <laughs> school, man oh man did the eighth graders hate me because when I was in 6th grade, not only did I make the varsity team, oh. but I was named I was named the starter. I I could I had a spot. I had I could hit that corner J. I won the free throw percentage title and and look, you know, you haven't met me before. I'm one, so you're like, okay, maybe a little bit of length. But I, I'm Greek, and I got that Midwest – I got a little bit of that Midwest tire, and that's kind of around my waist, and that's kind of dogged me my whole life, which basically <laughs> means that I, I know the game. I'm crafty. I'm smart out there in the court, but I just never had the physical skills uh, to really translate to any other higher levels outside of junior high. I still love playing. I love watching hoops. And I haven't played probably in about four or five years. And if I got out there right now,
0: I could give you three hot minutes and then you'd have to yank me. Does that (laughs) that qualify? Oh, I I absolutely love it. Everybody, I had no idea. I'm just like, I'm going to throw this at Joey because I I think for some reason that he can ball. And and, and the way that you just broke down your bio, I mean, I just got one audio drop for that. (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) So, So you laid it out. I mean, I came from the inner city streets of Dayton, Ohio, in my heyday, where I was crossing up fools, dropping you down. We used to play street versus street. We'd show up to your street with three or four of us and just get after you on the ball court. But the reason I bring this up, Joey, is before we get into NFC North football, I thought this would just be a fun. I'm like, I got to hear what Joey's take is if he's a ball player. If he wouldn't have been a basketball phenom, like you said, I wouldn't bother you with this. But let's spend two minutes on this. So I just saw this on the old Twitter machine. Joey, you get one shot. A layup is going to win you 50K. A free throw, 100K. Or are you going to step out to the top of the key for 500 gur hold on there's more you could pull up from the wing three for 750 750 thousand dollars or are you gonna straight up go old man um some of these nba shooters and and head over to the corner and try that corner three for a cool mill i can't wait to hear your answer and you only get one shot let's be fair to the listeners only one shot right derek one shot that's all you got
1: I have to be honest with you, and this is very much in line with people that enjoy um, astrology. I'm a Capricorn. I'm practical. I'm shooting the free throw, man. It's the thing that I can bank on. And you're telling me I get a hundred k, the layup fifty k, great after taxes, hooray! That's you know that's a year's that's a year's worth of pay. Um, Nothing to be ashamed of. But let's be honest here: you do want to add a little bit of risk while also add a little bit of certainty. I'm shooting the free throw for a hundred k. And man, the things that I could do with that—you could put a down payment on a house. You could do all sorts of things. You can get season tickets to the Lions or the Chicago Bears. Where, where are you going? Are you going corner three? Are you going for the whole enchilada? I'm, I'm, I'm dying. What are you, what are you doing? Oh,
0: well, I, I often I say I like your takes, and, and uh, except when they're about the Chicago Bears, but. <laughs> know about the free throw. You're only doubling your money, yet you're stepping back. I mean, I would love to know the Joey percentage is back in your heyday, but I mean, if I'm making this decision, I mean, I was basically a guy that could dish, do a fancy move here and again, or launch from distance (laughs) so i'm probably heading over to the wing i mean that's going to get me 750 so i i like the exponential movement from 50 to 100 i'm going to go from 100 all the way to the 750 and see if i can't knock that puppy down from the wing i can go off window i could just absolutely catch net like i usually do i mean i like my chances there wing three all day every day well, I like where you're going with that because you're trying to play to your
1: strengths. And the yes. only reason why I'm also saying free throw is not because I, I'm, I'm scared, but actually I shot hoops in a guy's backyard a couple weeks ago. He also owned a DeLorean, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> but I was shooting hoops in the back there. And look, man, like my, my jump shot, my jumper, true jumper, was really always kind of built for 15 to 18 feet. And I'll be honest, even in high school, going back to that top of the key thing, I, you know, I had to change my jumper just to try and get that oomph to kind of get it there. I mean, I guess the other question would be, how long do I get to practice said shot? Because maybe if you told me I got like two weeks where I can get like 500 J's up a day. No joke. Maybe I'd join you on that wing. But for right now, I got a great free throw routine. I can still knock him down. I beat that dude's butt and horse and pig in his own backyard. He sent me home. He was crying. I was happy. I gotta stick with the free throw. 100k,
0: give it to me. Easy. Joey, do you know the people out there like, are you going to start talking a lot? Yes, we are. But like me and you could do a good hour episode on this alone. This and hoops because you, so many good things there to talk about. But uh, yeah, I love your Kate answer, Cunningham. man. I knew it would be entertaining. Kate Cunningham. <laughs> Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham coming to the D, of course. I did want to sneak that in. I can't wait. My Pistons are back. Joey, my Red Wings are back. And guess who else is back? My Detroit Lion, So we're going to skip past the part about you playing Pig and Horse, which are two games that I could dominate you in, no doubt about it. I don't know why you're playing Marty McFly over there with the DeLorean, but that's for another day. <laughs> um, we have got to get to the NFC North Roundup. So, I mean, hopefully, I mean, you can make this shot and then we don't have to podcast or do anything. We can go hang out on island or whatever. But, like, NFC North... Where do you want to go first? I, I You probably have a topic up your sleeve. I know I usually throw the questions at you. You, you probably got something that's like got your blood boiling here in the division. So uh, maybe I'll throw it to you if you got something off top.
1: Well, Derek, we're recording this on a Monday early evening, um, Midwest East Coast time. And we got to go with the story of the day, man. I mean, you know, look, oh after the long, hard struggle of the offseason, Derek. I mean, we were all just waiting with bated breath, like outside of the Vatican, waiting to see who the new <laughs> Pope is and for that flame to finally be lit. And that flame was lit today, Derek. And God, it was lit green because Aaron Rodgers, oh, thank goodness, is coming back to Green Bay. Oh, the drama. It's over. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, look, we've been all over this, right? At least on my guest appearances in the previous pods that I've done with you, Derek. We all thought that he was coming back. He is coming back. The contract's going to be restructured. I guess good news for the NFC North is it looks like it's kind of a one and done. With him and Devontae Adams, looks like they're both gonna walk after next year, which is great news for us, two franchises that are trying to start a new window of opportunity and success. But just, you know, <laughs> your take on Aaron Rodgers and more more importantly, what do you what's your take on this whole specter, this whole carnival that's happened all off season? Do you think this is going to help and galvanize the locker room? Do you think this can actually hurt Green Bay, a really talented team that probably doesn't need this distraction?
0: Joey, I mean, this is why you're a professional. This is why you're one of the fastest risers in the game because I thought you'd go here and you teed me up beautifully because I have been known to do legendary rants on the smug, pompous, arrogant number 12 over there in Green Bay. But but here's what I'm here to tell you. As much as I never wanted to see him again, as much as I would have shipped him out, um, you know, he can't even go Priority or FedEx. He had to go first-class mail to wherever he's heading, you know, slow, just put him in a box that gets all crumpled and just send him on one of those big trucks. But, like, here's my spin on it. I love this news, and here's why. Because now the Packers are going to probably pay him more money. He's going to come back. Try to make this last dance as they're calling it. And most times when that happens, you know, a lot of people are on their side and it goes around all the different, everybody knows it's probably the last time you see them in the uniform. I'm here to tell you. Nobody outside of Wisconsin cares whatsoever about the Green Bay Packers, so he's going to go around all these stadiums, and I just want everybody to just boo this guy out of the building, let him know uh, how much he's hated for the way he's drugged this along for such a baby (laughs) that this guy has been, and here's the good news, Joey, for me and for your team, because the Packers are going to redo this deal, he's going to play, he's probably going to blow out his collarbone or ACL, whatever he usually gets hurt these days days because he's made out of papier-mâché. He's been sitting there doing yoga or hanging out in Hawaii or whatever this guy does. I mean, this guy's not ready to play ball. He's probably going to get hurt. The team's probably going to flop. And then what's going to happen? He is going to be able to walk out of his contract, go sign with some team, try to be Tom Brady. Everybody knows he's not Tom Brady. And then... The Packers are going to get squadouche for him. Absolutely nothing. They're just going to walk in, get any draft picks. Nothing's going to happen. This guy's going to ride off into the sunset, and the Packers are going to be sitting there trying to do a rebuild while me and your teams are doing work out there. That's what's going to happen. I love this. Smug Aaron Rodgers, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here, and I still hate you.
1: And you're bringing up a really interesting point in terms of what the Packers— are going to have to try and do from a business side about recouping whatever talent or value that they're going to have from Aaron Rodgers. So what Adam Schefter reported this afternoon was, in theory, they're going to be able to trade him in the offseason. But I think maybe one of the stories that we're going to have to keep an eye on, and look, he's a Sith Lord. Um, You know, He sits at at the altar of Palpatine, and he studies the dark (laughs) arts, whatever fantasy uh, film or reference you want to put out there. So this probably won't happen, but I'm really curious to see... Let's just play in a world where the Packers come out and maybe, you know, they lose a guy on the offensive line, maybe a Bakhtiari, maybe things don't necessarily go their way right off the bat. Could you see a scenario where the Packers are two and four, you know, or even, you know, I don't know, not one and three is a little much, but two and four and Pat and Rogers just goes to them and says, I want out. And the Packers say to themselves, "Look, we can recoup this value right now because we don't know who said quarterback is either going to falter and or be hurt." Cough, cough. Maybe Matt Stafford. <laughs> cough, cough. With the Los Angeles Rams, and could there be a scenario where the where he doesn't even finish the season with Green Bay? I know that's crazy. I know I'm just speculating, but that scenario is now kind of on the table a little bit. Now, of course, if we know, you know, the dark magic that they run up there in Green Bay, they're probably going to go twelve and five and be a team. But, I mean, I I don't know. As a Packers fan, how do you even feel about this? Can you cheer for Aaron Rodgers in this final season? How do you not have angst towards maybe perhaps your favorite player that you've been watching the last 16, 17 years? Can you really just, like, pat him on the back and throw flowers at his feet as he walks out the door? It's such a weird situation, and I'm just curious (laughs) to see whether it's going to galvanize the locker room or if it's just the distraction that kind of really holds a talented team back one more time as you know we know how many nfc championships that they lost he's only got one super bowl he's 39 years old i mean their whole focus should be on winning a super bowl and taking care of a division that i will be honest as a bears fan is very easily had for this one more season and look and they're dealing with all that dealing with all that crap man i i I just don't know how it's going to play out and obviously he's coming back and we're gonna have to deal with him two more times
0: now, Joey, <laughs> you're killing me here on the show. First of all, we, we can't spend much more time on this petulant child up there in mozzarella land. That's first and foremost. Second of all, I did a huge rant there to entertain the people and bring strong takes and actually come after them. And then you went straight up reporter on me and just brought the facts and, and, and went into <laughs> eight other questions. I mean, I, I thought you were going to follow me up with a, with a bear style rant on this jabron.
1: No, I, I'm uh, dude. I'm over it with him. Every time I open up my yap about Rodgers, he comes back and just jams it down my throat, and then you see it come out my butt two days later, dude. I can't. I honestly, I can't anymore with him. He's a great player. I, I nothing. He's my least favorite athlete in all of sports. I'll, I'll at least say it like that. And I agree with you. He's smug. I find it so hilarious that he has this quote unquote personality when he talks to people and he says things that are like. That seem really deep, but they're actually really obvious of good quotes like, you know, not a lot of people talk about mental health. And it's like, oh, okay, thank you, Magellan, for finding the first time that you're ever going to talk about mental health ever. And I don't know. He just always feels like he's the smarter dude in the room. And I can't wait for him to leave town. I hate rooting against him. And I'm almost kind of excited because this is one last shot at the king, right? We get in the ring, and now we get the
0: boxing gloves on, and let's just see if we can knock him out one more time, or just take our lumps and then move on. There's no doubt. All the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are out there tweeting out him getting slammed into the turf by Romeo Quara and him laying on the ground, moping to the referees. I mean, the, the memes are outstanding. So, like you say, we won't spend too much time, I mean, to answer your questions a little bit, like... I mean, I doubt he gets dealt mid-year. Your thing about, oh, it's a two-year deal with a void. I mean, to me, those are all the details. But are a lot of people just giving out huge draft capital for basically a 40-year-old frail you know, guy at the back half? To now was the time to get two to three first-round picks for the guy. And instead you're just going all in that you're going to make this magical carpet run. I mean, I don't know what they did to up their team very much. You pretty much got the same team that even if they have a good regular season, we all know what happens. They get just trounced in the playoffs. Um, and like you said, this guy has one Super Bowl. This has, he, he's had a couple runs here and there, but this is no, you know, majestic career. It's a bunch of, I mean, talk about Matt Stafford with stats. I mean, wow. Aaron Rodgers pops up with stats or he puts up uh, a, A good season you know and then he falls off the map and he puts up a good you know great he's he's up and down i mean i don't know like to me i'm just so happy because i just kind of rethought it and i'm like as annoying as he is this is great for our teams because as soon as the packers are heading down is right when we'll be heading uh right up so um the tables are turning my friend let's put it that way let's let's move to better topics unless you got a strong take that you want to get back in there on this guy
1: My final thought is that I also read a rumor that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, the Packers are going to start listening to Aaron Rodgers' requests, which I'm just, like, dying to find out, like, what those are all about. And one of them was he wants Randall Cobb back on the team. And I thought that was so funny. I literally laughed out loud. And, you know, somewhere right now, like, Jermichael Finley is, like, turning on his phone. And, like, a young family is, like, looking out a window. And a son is, like, going to his dad and being like, Daddy, there's a man sprinting up and down the street and vomiting and he's clutching his heart and he's just keeps sprinting on our yard. And he goes, that's Eddie Lacey, son. That's Eddie Lacey. Um, they're all coming back uh, for one, for one last ride uh, with the 39. Yeah. Like you said, the seemed to be 40 year old man, but like, yeah, it, enough Packers talk, man. I, I'm with you, man. Time to move on to, to bigger, brighter, wider, greener pastures. And I don't mean green Bay green. I mean, actual winning football with uh, our particular franchises and
0: the who cares vikings who cares about the vikings <laughs> i i like the much more humorous uh strong opinionated joey than adam Schefter joey <laughs> so, uh, very very strong close by you there on uh on that guy that we shall not speak of anymore all right let, let's go to this we brought it up multiple times i might as well just get into it now I'll just pitch to you on the quarterback sitch in Detroit. I think I saw some picture of Andrew Dalton with a beard and a, a big old head of red hair. Uh, everyones I don't know if he's going by Andrew now, but that's what the caption was uh, with Andy being his former self. I mean, how's that, how's that going over there for you with Andrew Dalton and your boy, Justin Fields? Oh, it's been a rock and roll summer
1: with Dalton. I don't know if you also saw it, but on Instagram, he recently just played an acoustic show at a bar in <laughs> Vail, Colorado. And um, yes, that's right. We have a rock and roller at quarterback now for the first time ever. And, you know, fake set list. I was already thinking he was playing like Wagon Wheel. Natalie Cole's where have all the Cowboys gone? Fitting in a little Ed Sheeran, a little Tonic if you could only see. I'll be honest with you, and this is like before – this is August, right, man? This is a month away. We haven't watched any football. I do enjoy the concept that Andy Dalton is a good person. Um, I do enjoy (laughs) the concept that – and I brought this analogy out on the pod a whole lot. Andy Dalton is like watching the opening band at a concert. You go there, and you get to your seats, and you realize that you're a little early, and the opening band comes on, and you're like, I don't care about this band. I just want to see the headliner. But you go, you know what? Let's listen to a couple songs. Let's hear a couple songs. I can leave whenever I want. I can go get a cocktail. I can go to the bathroom. I can walk around. I can get a corn dog. Don't care about the opener. I'm here for the headliner. And that's just kind of what it feels like with Andy Dalton in camp. And, look, I think week one uh, Bears-Rams, which I'm going to, I'm going to that game, which I'm very excited about. It could be a bloodbath. I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to cancel the season. I'm not going to pack it in if week one doesn't go exactly our way. But if Andy Dalton can just kind of hold down the ship for two or three weeks, we can actually get to the real band, the headliner, the actual movie, enough of watching the the trailers. Uh, Let's get to the real movie. And I think Andy Dalton's going to do it professionally. If he can win us a game or two, great. If he doesn't, I'm not going to be shocked. You know what I mean? And it's an interesting, really freeing place. And I'm curious because the Lions are kind of in that place too as well. It just kind of feels, don't you feel a little free? Like I just, I just don't feel a lot of pressure as a Bears fan. We're not winning the Super Bowl. If we make the playoffs, I'll be elated and surprised. But otherwise, you just want to see progress. And I think the Bears and Lions kind of sort of
0: share that similarity heading into camp this year. Well, Mr. Joseph Christopoulos, I like what you did there. You you started out with a, a, a odd take about how Andrew Dalton is now a, a, a guitar-playing fool, and then you wrapped oh, it now up he's into always an end. Always,
1: <laughs> always. Always and forever. He's rock eye he's, he's doing it all. Dude. Trained soul sister,
0: whatever you want, throw a dollar in the case, he will play it. I did not know this, but then you wrapped it up into a nice analogy about him being the uh, the uh, starter band that no one gives a damn about. And that you, you kind of intimated that your boy Fields is the uh, is the headliner, the main event, the guy that you pay tickets, uh, high-priced tickets to go see. So I, I like what you did there, but you also said we're not winning the Super Bowl right now. My friend, it's the end of July, early August. I mean, Lions fans, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, baby, this is our year. Here. Drink it in, man. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking W Super Bowls every year, uh, right about this time. There's no question. But you, you teed me up into something. I, I gave you that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hint on your QB stuff. You, you kind of led me into that. We're feeling good, or we're kind of loosey goosey. We don't have to worry. You want to know something we're not loosey-goosey about? Let's do this before the break. Joey, you want to ask me about a a certain former receiver for the Detroit Lions that's been in the news, maybe a guy that might be heading to the Hall of Fame? Do you want to tee up that question for me so I can uh, do a little work here? I mean, are we talking about a man part machine? Are we talking about um, a Calvin Johnson? Is that who we're referring to? that is joey and there's no other tee up that's needed i i've i've crushed this man on this show so many times i mean people uh you know love me for it they hate me for it they're just like oh man you know we're sick of this you know what i'm sick of i'm sick of calvin johnson the guy that the detroit lions paid hundreds of millions of dollars to Wine and cro- kind of act like number 12 over there in uh you know Gouda cheeseville uh just pouring over spilled milk about like a couple million bucks and how he's not gonna do this and he has nothing to say about the Lions and blah blah it just never ends with this guy and like here's my thing when the Detroit Lions took this guy he was a physical beast I was like man who who runs like a 4-2 with someone else's shoes on that's crazy but I'm I was never the biggest guy on getting all these wide receivers. So he comes in here kind of has some slow years. Then he he has some big old years. And I'm always just like, just throw it up to him, right? But then he never practices. Oh, my fingers hurt. My legs are a little sore. I can't really work hard. Yet he's still getting huge paychecks. Then he quits on the team, his teammates, the organization, everybody. And instead of riding off into the sunset like Barry did, this guy has continued to kill the Detroit Lions for every little thing, acting like he can't get a meal these days because of what they did to him. He forgets that those zeros never end in his bank account because of the Detroit Lions. He would be nothing without the Detroit Lions and what they did for him and the star that they made him here in this city. So... You know, I will not be attending Canton. You would never find me there. I'm not going to – I have no gear with that number 81 on it. And everybody in Detroit here, even the people that, that love the man named Calvin Johnson, are just like, can we stop already? we've had enough. <laughs> we've had enough of this stuff. So that, so that's my mini rant. Everybody knows I've done bigger rants. I went on and on. I don't know why I got to bring this up every month or so, but there it is. Joey, I'm done. Most of Detroit is done. We don't care if you bring us up in your thing. We don't care if you're back in the fold. It is what it is at this point. The Lions haven't said anything. You continue to talk. Let's just put this to bed and be done with this. Well, I have to ask you this is just from an outsider.
1: So I want your, you have the inside perspective on this. What is your theory on two of the greatest offensive players in your franchise history retiring at 30? You know, what? <laughs> I know that they're two different cases. I get all that and stuff. But I mean, there are a couple of, I think from the outsider perspective, a couple of similarities, I guess. You know, what, what, what is that to you? You know, Barry and Calvin, why,
0: why do you think that is? You know, or is it just a coincidence? Joey, you're trying to get me upset here. I've had some pretty strong opinions. What would you rate my rant so far? Pretty high up there?
1: I mean, I'm shocked, dude. I'm shocked that I had no idea that you disliked Calvin Johnson. I'll be honest with you. I thought he was a steal of a pick uh, in his rookie season from a fantasy perspective. I thought he was completely unguardable. I did, obviously, I was trying to wrap my head around it at the time. I mean, he was dealing, like you said, a lot of injuries towards the tail end there. And I don't know if it was a different era, but the Lions really weren't exactly going places at the time when he retired. Or I guess maybe you could push back and say that the Lions were going places, but he bailed right before, what was it, the Jim Caldwell era kind of went down. I I'm just surprised that you that you have no happy memories with Megatron. That's that's
0: crazy to me. <laughs> I thought you might be surprised what you need to do, Joey. I know you've been a great friend of the show. You're on a lot, but you're a busy man. You need to go back in those archives because the, the dedicated Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers know that I've lit this guy up plenty of times, and like, I just get more and more sick of it. It's like I would just respect it. I think it was a while ago that he finally seemed to tip his cap and just be you know, more on board or, you know, hey, you're, you're in retirement. Great. Good for you. I mean, don't worry about that you just quit on the, your offensive linemen that are banging their head every day and and working their tail off for you. I know it's so hard to run a few routes and maybe fall on the ground a few times. I mean, man, it just must be torturous on your body. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, I'll give you my quick take. Barry and Calvin. Barry Sanders, you know, came along and was the best at what he did. He showed up every year and put up crazy numbers. He was, you know, just a legend of what he did on the field. And what did he do? He got sick with the game and sick of losing or whatever. And he, like I said, he retired. He went in his cave. You never heard from him. Hey, good for you, man. You made that decision. Not a not a big deal. Do I think that he sort of left his team a little high and dry the way he did it? Sure, but you didn't see him popping up every three months, going like, "Oh man, the team did this. They don't like this." Uh, you know, all these ridiculous opinions. You didn't see Barry going around wearing Raiders shirts or going around, you know, uh, showing other running backs how they should do things that don't play for his former team. He just he just classily went out. And now he's back with the organization and has nothing bad to say. But Calvin Johnson obviously didn't do that, and like I just didn't respect him towards the back half of his career for never practicing, showing up on game day, making a few plays, and people acting like it's the end all be all. I mean, it's a wide receiver, man. Like there are a dime a dozen of me in the NFL to be honest. And this guy had special special ability. And if you look back at it, he probably had what two to four like really quality years two to three injured years and then like said the rookie year where he didn't do much and then the back half where you know he was good when he was out there when he wasn't you know oh he's a decoy i can't have my decoy make a 20 million so Anyway, it is what it is, man. I, I teed it up because I did want to kind of light him up again just for entertainment purposes here on the show, But and I thought it would catch you off guard because I know you think I just uh, I drink it in and just love everything Lions, but there's a few things that I've been known to get after here on the show, even if it's my own team, and he's one of them. Well, we're, we're definitely going to have to get the breathalyzer out with the Kool-Aid if
1: we're talking about Tyrell Williams, Brashad Perriman, Geronimo <laughs> Allison, Amon Ross <laughs> Rah- St. Brown, to see this um not to roll it forward or to change the subject, but man, uh, what's your what's your take on the receiver score
0: with uh, with your current Lions team? As you just heard me said, and Joey, this is normally like probably 15 minutes ago we should have took a break. How, how about this for the Kool Aid drinkers? Just just no ads, no commercial, no nothing today. We're, we're it's just me and you talking. We got more NFC North to talk about. So Joey, like. Here's the thing. I just said you could find receivers any day of the week, twice on Sundays, and that's what Brad Holmes is doing. He's just straight up loading up at other spots, you know, putting uh, skill players, and he says, man, if I get a little speed, if I got enough bodies, we're going to produce at the wide receiver position. So I'm very excited to watch these guys on the outside. You got a couple guys with speed, a couple slot guys, and – I've been on record multiple times saying I think they're going to surprise people. I really do. Now, am I talking big time numbers or, you know, I don't know when it's all said and done. But I feel like every week they're going to be decently competitive with that group. And and you're going to notice that most weeks it's not going to be the receivers that cost the Lions ball games or are holding them back. They're going to be more than serviceable and A lot of weeks, you're going to be like, damn, look at Tyrell Williams. Oh, man, Perriman got behind the defense. St. Brown, great find in the fourth round. So I'm high on these receivers, and I'm excited to see them. And I'm not worried about it because I know we're going to add in in other ways in the next couple of years, and then we're going to have a team. And, oh, by the way, some guys that catch the football and not complain and show up in practice unlike former Lions receivers did.
1: Who do you think leads the team in receiving this year?
0: If you had to take a guess right now. Oh, that's a good one. I actually put out an article on USA Today Lions Wire about that, where I did uh, fantasy ADPs for Lions, and I was shocked that Tyrell Williams was like the lowest ADP Lion. I feel like he's the guy that I'd pencil in as kind of the de facto number one. I do feel like the team will focus most on St. Brown because they're most invested in him. And I'm either boom or bust on Brashad Perriman. I think he can either show up big and be a number one, two type guy for this team, or he might not get out of camp, you know? There might be like an injury or something where it's just like, man, we can't keep this guy around. We didn't see enough. And Quintez Cephas is a guy that's going to, you know, come on the scene for this team where people are like, oh, man, nice player. But he's nothing to hang my hat on, you know? Yeah, Quintez Cifas,
1: I was looking at it the other day. I think he, yeah, he was averaging something like 17 yards per catch last year, which is impressive. He doesn't have you know huge numbers, and he flashed a little bit towards the end of the year. I'm really curious to see how they try and scheme him up because we all know that you know Jared Goff, 20 yards and beyond has been kind of the issue that I think maybe did not justify him getting that contract at the Rams. Probably the reason why he's on the Lions right now. So he's a guy that I'm kind of keeping an eye on to be like, I kind of liked him towards the end of the year. And I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to be able to scheme him open, whether golf can be able to get him the ball in terms of pyramid, man. You're right, dude. I have plenty of Ravens fans who just have had it with that guy. I mean, the dude that maybe flashes looks really good for a quarter, maybe even looks good for a couple of weeks but can he be consistent? Can he be a guy that you can count on week in and week out while they try and work some of that inside-out game and try and you know, give Goff the opportunity to work that play action? Because he's really good at play action if you give him that opportunity. It can't just be all DeAndre Swift off the middle and TJ Hawkinson turning around and catching passes. You're going to need that second option there. And you know we're going to find out through camp, and maybe you're right, man. Maybe I'm on Ron St. Brown is that type of guy that can elevate and ascend and maybe get past some of these these veteran I don't even want to call them names but people that we've heard of before that you know maybe we're banking on more in a fantasy perspective than we probably
0: should right now there it is, everybody. Again, I hate to keep harping on it. He's a true pro. He brought it back for the Kool-Aid drinkers and, and served up a side of cornbread for you with talking wide receivers. He got me all fired up about a former receiver. I mean, we're talking lions here in the middle of the show, no doubt about cornbread. it. Cornbread! <laughs> but, Joey, I mean, the the people, they got a full glass of Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Uh, but, but we got we to gotta turn this back because we're talking about the division. So I, I know people are interested bouncing around. We talked about your Bears. You know, that, that, that team, you know, in in green and yellow, I mean, probably the worst color combo you could think of. Let's talk about the, the guys in purple because I want to ask you a question. This is a guy we've harped on to on previous shows. What do you think about the Kirk Cousins contract? This guy got like three years fully guaranteed. He's made absolutely ridiculous money. I wish I had the thing in front of me. He's on like the Mount Rushmore I heard of like guys that have collected money in the NFL based on all his contracts and all those franchise tags he got. Do you think he's heading out sooner than later? Do you think the Vikings will actually repay this guy again or is it just like a year or two and then he'll be either out of the league or playing somewhere else? What do you think?
1: Unless he wins a playoff game, there is a 0% chance he is back in Minnesota next year. Look, it's lazy to say that he's overpaid because athletes and everyone, and it's just so easy to kind of throw out there. But, you know, the contract a bit was going rate. Right. I will just leave it at that when he got signed. Kirk Cousins is like we call him Donnie Bras- Brasco, a fugazi, right? I mean, every time if you watch Red <laughs> Zone, you turn on the TV, you're looking at that Viking score and you're going, what the hell is going on in that game? It's six to nothing in the third quarter. Kirk Cousins has 80 passing yards. What is going on? They have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen go on with the list. They have Dalvin Cook on the team. He's a guy that just turns it on late. He's a guy that always throws that little extra touchdown when they're down by 10 points to maybe cover the spread, get things a little bit closer. I just don't buy it. I don't buy Kirk Cousins. They have great offensive weapons on that team. I do think that their offensive line is going to be improved. They did get maybe a skosh better defensively after losing so many players last year, but it all comes back down to Kirk Cousins and the quarterback. And the NFC North, man, you know what I know. it. Look at the schedule, dude. We play the AFC North this year. We play the NFC West. I mean, those are really, really tough divisions. I don't think anyone's schedule is exactly the easiest in the galaxy. And when it comes to that and the Vikings, I kind of see the same stuff, you know, 7 and. Seven and 10, you know, or what, I'm sorry, what is, yeah, seven and 10, eight and nine, you know, that, that area right there, I think is probably where the Vikings are going to land again. I just don't see a scenario, especially after how great Dalvin Cook has been the last year, year and a half plus, where do they improve so markedly that all of a sudden they become a team to be reckoned with? I don't see it. What say you?
0: Strong opinions. I like that. I heard it all, but I've been known to, we've been known to say this on the Kool-Aid cast, a quick follow-up maybe a piggyback if i could and that's simply this uh which one is more fugazi nfl red zone with andrew siciliano or with the one and only hansen there on the nfl network which one is the fugazi out of those two nfl red zones
1: i feel like we've done this before i'm a siciliano guy i like i like doing the red zone I like it, he's got a big deep voice, he's, you know, I've met him before, he's a really, really nice dude, and I just love him talking like this. Um, I'm into it, he gives you the good stuff, and uh, when I do my red zone, I'll be honest,
0: I'm, I'm a Siciliano man. Wow, I, I'm shocked we have not talked about this. Um, I I love that you bring up his voice because he is the most strange talking guy like his delivery is like no one else. Well, he comes on locked on lions with Matt Derry and they chop it up. And man, I never laughed so hard. And when him and Matt Derry are sharing barbs back and forth and when Andrew Siliano has a take, it's always funny no matter the content because of the way he, 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 he serves it up. But I mean, what's my guy's Hanson's first name. I'm trying to remember right now. Do you know? Chris? <laughs> Is it Chris Hanson? I don't think uh, so. I don't
1: know. No, I think that was actually the Scott. Right. The yeah.
0: Scott Hansen. That is the clear winner, man. This guy loves his job. He's always talking about the quad box. Let's he he he's doing 18 hours of uninterrupted football. Oh man, I go there every day and like NFL I'll red zone if you don't have down them, people. By the people River. <laughs> This guy has funny gimmicks. He's always hype about everything. And like I said, he just loves his job. But why wouldn't you? The guy watches 18 football games at one time and he gets paid to do it. And if you don't have NFL red zone people, I mean, that's the only way to watch football on Sundays. No commercials. Don't have to change the channel. Keep up on all your fantasy stuff absolutely incredible so we're split my friend you're a siciliano guy i like him but if we're talking what's the better red zone it's got hansen all day
1: and look we can still break bread together isn't this a lesson america that we can disagree <laughs> on some things in life but not necessarily have to hate each other for it look me exactly. and Derek, we're still doing it we're still making it happen
0: now Unless we can do that is- now we can do that now but joey Last time I checked, I think when we chatted earlier this week, I'm going to be able to fortunate to have you back on the Friday show. And I think Friday is going to be Detroit versus Chicago. I mean Lions versus Bears. <laughs> Just us going back and forth trying to hype our fan bases up about our teams, am I right? So it's it's all good now. But it might get a little dicey on Friday is this the calm before the storm is this what you're saying (laughs) it might be now now here we've been known to do this we get talking we could go another however long Uh, if you got a couple things in your bag how about we do a little rapid fire back and forth because i got like three other things at least that i want to hear your opinion on so can we do a little bing bam boom and then get the people out of here on the on this wednesday show yeah dude fire away joey can monty handle the big workload and be the guy what say you
1: Oh, absolutely. He did last year. He won't have to this year. We have Tariq Cohen and a guy named Damian Williams who ran for 120 yards in the Super Bowl. If you were a guy, anybody remembers him, uh, he's on the team too as well. Absolutely can handle the workload. I don't know if he's exactly going to see it, but for f- from a fantasy perspective, you can mark down at least 10 to 14 carries a game.
0: I thought they want to get him 20. Anyway, um, what, what's this Darnell Mooney hype I'm hearing? What is this? Who is this guy?
1: What is this? Who is this? Did you watch the NFL last year? Uh, no, look, this is a guy who, <laughs> if you if you look at his numbers, you're not going to be impressed. But he is an analytics, I mean, the analytic people are horny for Darnell Mooney. A big reason why that was, was if you go back, not only did his, uh, his route running percentages were excellent last year, I actually got the opportunity, because I was doing Believe in Bears of the Bleed podcast network, I was able to get the all-22. Now, look, I'm not an expert, okay? I'm not trying to like go in there and figure out what is right and what is wrong. But you're just trying to figure out – I'm trying to figure out the how and the why. I'm trying to make observations from at least a journalistic perspective. And if you watch it, Darnell Mooney <laughs> had at least six touchdowns taken away <laughs> because our quarterback either didn't see him or could not get him the ball. There were countless moments of him absolutely toasting and roasting opposing cornerbacks, and either the ball was overthrown, underthrown, or wasn't even seen at all. So for people that are trying to dive deep into the stats, I think that's why there's a lot of buzz about Darnell Mooney right now. He's a little bit slight. I wanna make sure that he stays healthy all the year. so I don't know if I'm giving him the biggest bump up from a fantasy perspective, but the dude can straight ball. He's a really good player. He's a great compliment for Allen Robinson, and I think with Justin Fields eventually, when he does get on the on the on the playing field, I think it's going to get really really interesting. And I, I like Darnell Mooney a lot.
0: All right, we'll see. I never heard of this guy, but he he's getting a lot of fancy buzz, and you love him. And I'll wait till he makes an You're actual few Scott plays. In League. You're watching too I mean, much you know, Scott Hansen. That's the problem because yeah, Con Hansen knows this guy can't play either. All right, one one other quick one for me, and then you can sh- throw a couple lines things my way if you want. The Chicago O line. I mean, you guys you guys drafted a kid. You think you got uh, some some people up there now? You you've been known as um, more Swiss cheese than they got up in Green Bay, in my opinion, up front. Well, what's this O line going to be in twenty twenty one? You got to figure it out. Or are they still going to be an absolute tire fire?
1: I don't think they're going to be the. Tw- I think they're ranked the twenty eighth. 28th- offensive line in the nfl i don't think they're going to be like that i don't necessarily think they're going to be top 10 either but i think the arrow is going to be pointing up this year Big reason for that is Tevin Jenkins, as you mentioned, was a top 20 projected pick. And if you remember on our own mock draft here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, he was drafted in the top 20. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got him at number 39 in the second round. In terms of our guard play, we lost (laughs) James Daniels, our second round pick, to a pectoral injury last year. They had high hopes for him. He graded out super well the year that he was healthy. He's back at guard. They had to move Cody Whitehair all over the place. He's kind of the linchpin, the guy that's returning. And then in terms of our center, Sam Mustafer what you really noticed, if you dive into the stats, everyone thinks we had a bad offensive line last year, but the last five weeks of the season, who was the number one running back in the NFL and fantasy? It was David Montgomery. Why? Because we completely changed out our offensive line. We brought new guys in. We switched Jermaine and Fetty out to right tackle, who's going to be starting the year there next year. So now those guys that had success to finish up the year last year are now going to get a full run this year, hopefully a little bit more continuity, hopefully a little bit more talent, and obviously hopefully a little bit more production.
0: Alright, you, you brought the thunder. While you were doing so, I pulled it up on the old Google machine. Scott Hansen signs a new contract as of early July here for NFL Red Zone. What's the Ciliano doing? He's got a new deal? I mean he's got the he's got the best ears in the business, I'll tell you that. So you got any lying stuff for me before we get out of here or no?
1: Lion stuff. We talk a lot about the offense. I mean, can we ask you about the defense, my friend? I know you're going to throw the it's going to improve line, but are there any specific areas that you think this unit can actually get better at? Because I mean, look, man, that, that just wasn't a very good defense last year.
0: Joey, do you think I got something for the defense? Of course I got something for the defense. Drink it in, man. Uh. Hey, Joey, I, I know you in Chicago, you don't know much about having a bunch of guys up front. You paid a guy like 25, 30 million bucks that has been underperforming for you for a couple years. The Detroit Lions got some young, hungry dogs up front, and that starts with Flowers and O'Quara, but that works It's all the way down to our young cats, Big Denim, Levi Onzerike, Aleem McNeil in the middle, as well as a bunch of guys on their second or third year. That can be hungry quarterbacks this year and this regime's actually going to say go get the quarterback and on the way smash a running back or, or cause other havoc rather than sit there you know hold the line of scrimmage and just watch teams pass all over us yeah defense is going to be up fire up front Mr. Okuda and company are going to be able to cover a little bit better they're going to be fun to watch man swagger is back in Detroit yeah, and the good news is Mitch Trubisky's out of the division, so you guys actually got a shot now. Ooh, hit the button. <laughs> Drinking. Drink oh, it. Drink
1: Chicago win. I got that a button, button for you.
0: That, that's for Mitch, that that shot he tried oh, to it, take it at me. It hurts because it's and, true. It hurts because it's true. And, and that sound bite goes for the last two to three years of Detroit Lions defense that I had to deal with, so there you go.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then I guess my
1: next one is... From a fantasy perspective, I'm I'm a huge fan of DeAndre Swift. Where are you on him, and do you think that Dan Campbell and them are going to really commit to him being, you know, they're just going to keep feeding and feeding and feeding him, or do you think, like, Jamal Williams, they're going to try and get kind of a little bit of a timeshare there because they're going
0: to want to run the ball so much? You bring up, uh, as you call him, Swift. I dubbed him Swizzle a long time ago here on the show, and uh, gosh, I, I've got... This guy in almost all my leagues and some of my friends are like, oh, he's okay, always, always buying in a line, you're always drinking that cool. Yeah, well, that's the name of the show. But, I mean, I think this guy's got everything you look for. But if you really look at it, Swizzle and Jay Swaggy, Jamal Williams, they're actually one of the best little one-twos that you can get because you can get Williams very cheap. Um, you know, depends what league you're in on Swift. Some league he's going real late. Some people are really high on him, so it kind of just depends. you got to try to find that perfect sweet spot to get him, but I'm just really fired up about the guy. I think they'll... It depends on usage, but to me it's like he's got all the tools and he's he's very young. It's his second year, kinda of like sky's the limit just based on talent. I mean we haven't had a guy this talented since Burry was here. There you go, you heard it. So I'm I'm high on Swift. I think he'd be a great fantasy player, and I think that's a nice combo to get. Cover yourself. I'm not a big handcuff guy when it comes to getting the running back and his backup, but the Detroit Backfield's a nice one to have, I think, this year.
1: And here is my final one now. Easy, Detroit fans. This one might hurt a little bit. Oh. When do you guys win your first game? Here's your slate. You play the 49ers, <laughs> you play the Packers, you play the Ravens, Vikings, or I'm sorry, Ravens, Bears, Vikings,
0: Bengals. When do you guys win your first game? Oh, Joey, you acted like that was either going to be a tough question or like, hey, brace yourselves, everybody, for some big losing streak. I mean, Joey. Here's a recap of week one. Touchdown, the to touchdown, the to touchdown, Detroit Lions. <laughs> we, we're going to put it on the San Francisco 49ers opening day at Ford Field. Drink it in, man. Uh... That's going to be an upset W. The NFL is going to be like, what is going on with these Lions? They're flying around, they got skilled players. Jared Goff is throwing the football all over the place.
1: Touchdown. Detroit Lions.
0: Oh, it's going to be so good. Have a little cornbread. Corn Drink and it in. Lions, 1 and 0, oh, heading into week two. There you go. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's, that's <laughs> probably it. That's probably all I got for you. We, <laughs> Joey, we, it's, it's a fun show. I mean, we got all over the place. As I mentioned in the beginning, we went commercial free today, but we got to get Joey in here. I mean, Believe Podcast Network. Joey, any other big things you're doing other than all the big things you're doing that you want to let everybody know about?
1: Well, yeah, first of all, Derek, thank you so much for having me on the podman and all the Detroit listeners out there. Thank you for listening to uh, my Chicago perspectives on this <laughs> Um And I'm really looking forward to a great season and doing more content with you. Just in terms of what's going on with me, you know, it's going to be a crazy month, man. Um, I got a new co-host for Believe in Bears. I'm super excited about it. A guy that I think that you could probably get on board with, uh, former Chicago Bear Corey Wooten. The man, the myth, the legend who ended Brett Favre's career himself. That's right. Uh, is my new co-host for Believe in Bears. And right now, just gearing up with a bunch of really great guests. We're going to be talking to a lot of Chicago journalists, people that are actually inside the locker room talking to these players. This next month is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I just did a movie podcast about The Rock that's coming out in a couple days on my show, Bet on Chicago. And then, of course, me and Corey Wooten take over in about a week or so on Believe in Bears. It's going to be really exciting. And then, man, the season begins. The White Sox are going to the playoffs. Um, It's going to be really, really fun in Chicago sports the next couple months.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, you are turning into a legit journalist yet when you come here on the show, I'm always like, "Hey, let's turn on the hit the record button and have a little fun." I think we did that on this show. Everybody, you got to go check out all the other great things Joey is doing, especially that rock podcast. That sounds uh I can smell what you're cooking there, no doubt about it. And uh yeah, you say it's going to be great in Chicago. I mean, as I said earlier, Kate Cunningham's coming to the D. Stevie Eiserman just had a hell of a draft since putting together a great hockey team and the Detroit Lions are on the come up ready to roar there's new billboards everywhere driven by Detroit well driven by Dan freaking Campbell Brad Holmes Jared Goff Swizzle Hawkinson and that defense let's get it let's drink that Detroit Kool-Aid everybody drink it in uh... and we'll catch you next week oh we'll catch you Friday we'll catch you Friday me Joey Detroit versus Chicago we'll see what happens everybody take care we'll catch you then we're out Drink it in.